Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, today's show, I'm going to review some of the big events of 2021, and we'll be continuing this tomorrow. And, and also sometime in the next 30 minutes, Skoko is going to talk about the best of movies and television for 2021. And speaking of Coco, there she is right now sitting Live from L.A. Hello. Hello. Well, like I say, you're the, you know, so I brought you on for like at least the first 30 minutes plus. I want you to kind of talk about movies, shows, the events, the trends, 2021, because quite frankly, I didn't see a whole lot of movies, and I didn't see a whole, and I'm just now having my, since my daughters are now in town, they're now getting me caught up on the various streaming networks that they belong to. Oh. Uh, I am that's so I am totally Yeah, so I am totally out of this. But I mean you Yeah, know, I don't so, I don't uh, go out much. I don't go out much, so I have a bunch of streaming services. Uh like I mean I have more than twelve that I subscribe to. So um but I, I love it because I mean there's so many and, and some of them are free. Um, like the one that I use for free is Tubi. Um, I love Tubi, um, especially if you're like kind of into horror movies or sci-fi action. They have like stuff that you, they don't have on Netflix. And then, of course, I have Netflix. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just there's so much that I watch. But um, speaking of Christmas, how was your Christmas, Tom? <laughs> Actually, it was really good. I mean, this is the first time we yeah. had both daughters at home. Uh, Bethany oh, fantastic. was able to get off work uh, for about a week, so she just left yesterday. Uh, it was quite an adventure. Uh, I'll detail that in a second. Now, Catherine is still here. Um, right. She basic, you know, she she and the cat will be here for another, God, uh, almost two weeks before she has to go back to Nevada. Oh, wow. And so, but uh, yeah, it, yeah. So no, so this is like the first time in a long time, and we had a great, you know wonderful time. We just basically did absolutely, you know, just relaxed, did things, and right. watched television. You know, I watched occasional sports. They brought on the Netflix and all the other stuff that you know we missed out on, and uh, we had a oh, great no, prime rib. <laughs> yeah, and we had a great prime rib dinner. Oh, fantastic! So, so that and we're still eating some of the the leftover. Uh, so oh, we finished our leftovers. <laughs> yeah, and tonight, oh. yeah, and today we had the first official snow in Iowa of the winter. So oh. basically, so and it's the heavy snow. It's not the light snow. It's the heavy snow because I don't you know why you know, I don't have a uh, snowblower, which I should invest in. And, well, 
Uh, I mean, years... it had been raining all week here in L.A. Um, it actually, last night it got down to 38 degrees, which, you know, if you're from L.A., like, you know, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it is So we've, we've been dealing with, like, weather in the 30s right now. So now, Is that at night um, or during the day? Uh, this is, like, kind of towards, heading towards night, like, 7, 8 o'clock. So, yeah. but still, that's very cold. <laughs> um, it was to the point where you go outside, you can see your breath, and that's, like, very rare in L.A. So, um, yeah. uh, my Christmas was, like, super fun. We got everything we wanted. I surprised Steve with the Oculus, which is a gift I didn't say mm. on the radio last week. It's the Oculus. It is uh, – I got to talk about this thing that I got. It is, it is so freaking yeah. cool, man. Um, if you're into virtual reality or you don't know what virtual reality is, it's like, think of like all the sci-fi movies you watched as a kid and how like you can teleport. And that's basically what the Oculus is. Um, I, when I bought it for him, I didn't think I'd be so much into it. Like, I was excited about it. Yeah, of course. I love, I love video games. I love virtual yeah. reality. But when I put this thing on, Tom, holy yeah. Crap! It it really is like you're in another world. I mean, they they have a special section called YouTube VR, virtual reality. It's like the short name of it. And I had typed in like, you know, National Geographic. And when I have the headsets on, it's like I'm standing. I'm. I, it feels like I'm physically standing. Um, on the grass field in Africa, and I'm watching like elephants like play, and it's just like. You look at this, and you're just like, what the hell is this? And then you kind of get, like, you know, I like horror stuff, right? Of course I do. Yeah. It's what I talk about a lot. And um, they have these virtual short um, kind of like virtual reality walkthroughs, horror-related. And one was really creepy. I was like, what is going on? This is so scary because it's like you're there you're there yeah. like you're it's not a it's not like a video game where the video game you know your surroundings you know you know you're on your bed or you're on your couch when you're inside a virtual reality world you the only thing you know is what's going on in the game so i did this like abandoned amusement park ride and it was like a killer clown was stalking you and it was so creepy it was so freaking creepy so i mean and they have ones that are which i found interesting they're stimulated um simulations like what would happen to you if your house caught on fire how would you survive a tornado and i did the tornado one and honestly it scared the crap out of me because <laughs> all of a sudden you're in this room yeah. you're in your house it looks like a house and then the wind the, you see the wind start to blow outside the window okay you, you turn and by the way it's 360 degrees so wherever you turn that's your surroundings like there's more surroundings yeah that's what's even crazier and then all of a sudden you see a tree break through your window and it looks like it's coming right at you. And it's insane. So um, we obviously got some games for it. Um, one of the games like we got, which is like really, really fun. Like I'm trying to like, I don't go to the gym anymore because of COVID. Like I just don't want to be near people. Yeah. And so I found this great app. It's called Supernatural and it's a workout program. It's like a monthly subscription. It's like 15 bucks a month or whatever. And I learned how to box doing this. Like, these are literal, like, classes. And the cool part is because it's virtual reality and it's, like, 3D, 
it's like you have a trainer in front of you. And the crazy thing is it's like if I'm not hitting an angle that they want me to hit, like hit at, like if I can go harder, they'll tell me to like, you need to go a little harder on that, which is insane because it's like, it's not real. This is like all virtual. So um, it's kind of crazy because like, when I'm playing this fitness game, which is, it's not even a game. It's, it's, it's boxing, it's movement. Yeah. It's your, it's, it's, it's a full body workout, man. Like I did like mm-hmm. 30 minutes of it. And the next day, like I barely could move my body. I was so sore. It was like, I got a full yeah. fitness workout in 30 minutes. So, I mean, I'm just blown away. I'm honestly blown away by this. I think everybody's shown one. Um, let me I, ask you a question. I, yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah, because you, know, you made with the Oculus. Okay, you just yeah. mentioned you can do boxing, and you can get a workout doing well, it's that. It's not just what boxing. Other, it's not just. That's what I mean. Um, what other workouts can you do, just to stay oh, in shape? There's this, like you know, so much. There's there's these things they they're called sabers. They're like so they're like they're like the Star Wars sabers. So you can u- use those to punch these blocks that are coming at you. And I didn't even mention the coolest part. Each each fitness level that you're on like it takes you to a different part of the world like the first one that i was on i was in the tomb of egypt boxing in the tomb of egypt next i was in nepal then i was in the amazon rainforest and it's so virtual looking like it's it's not a cartoon it's like an actual google image type thing and it's so realistic that when you if you look down just for a second you could see the grass move you could see the grass move which is crazy. So it really feels like you're in another world. And it's like, you can literally travel the world without ever leaving your house, which is awesome. You know, like I did this thing where I was walking through the streets of Paris and then I was in Tokyo and it's like, it's so cool. I got, it's, it's honestly the best gift like I've ever gotten anybody or that I've used um, to the point where so, I'm actually going to get so my own by the way, has he, so has so Steve actually used it yet? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> he was the first one to use it. He was just like, he's like, this is this is like insane. This is incredible because it's like, it knows your surrounding because you build you build like whatever space you have, you built like your dimension so you won't bump into things. So it knows if yeah. it tell it tells you if you're gonna go out of your boundary, so you never hit anything. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the workout one, Tom, it was like, they have they have ones for Pilates. They um they also do med- they also have a segment of meditation for leg workout, ab workout. I mean, and the fun part is like you listen to like all the music that it comes with. It's from Spotify, so like you're you're yeah. you're, you're you're working out to all this music. It's insane. Yeah, hold on just a second. I'm gonna yeah. This is Tom Dawson Dawson Files here with Coco Konsky. We're talking uh, 2021. What's happening? Uh, and we're going to get more into the Oculus because this sounds intriguing of the trends that we're seeing uh, going from 2021. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of this born racer having 157 career top 10 finishes in NASCAR? One in 125 billion. But every driver seeks the pinnacle of their achievements. The odds of him winning both the Daytona 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same year? One in 195 million. 
The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm NASCAR driver Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, we have Coco Konski for the first 30-plus minutes. We're going to talk art, science, movies, all kinds of stuff. But we're going to get into the Oculus because you made a yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know, you know, you can enjoy yourself, work out hard using virtual reality. You just talked about it's boxing. So you much better. About, it, it's yeah. better than going to the gym. I'll tell you why. Because you're, you're. I mean, the surroundings are insane. And there's, by the way, there's over a hundred different programs, and each and every day, like there's a new workout program that comes out. So yeah, you, the the yeah. program's free, but you pay obviously like monthly, and there's like a free trial. And I tried the free trial. It's like okay, it's like seven day free trial. Like if I don't like, it, I just cancel. Hell no, I love this. I mean, it and what's cool about it? This is what's insane, Tom. It will track your heart monitor. It has a heart monitor in the grip, so it actually tracks your like heart rate. It tracks like your progress. Um, it's just insane. It's so cool, and the games that they have with it, it's like. It's fun. Um, I got table. We got table tennis. I got a shooting game, the Walking Dead game. It's called Walking Dead um, Saved the Sinners, and you're playing as you know your own character, and you get to stab zombies. You get to shoot them, and it's so crazy because it's like you're in that world. It's not like a video game. I mean, it's a video game, but it's not like sitting and playing on the TV. You're playing the game. And yeah. that's the only way I can describe it. I can, I, and when, by the way, if you want to watch like a movie, Netflix, this is, this is insane. This is, I just did this before uh, giving you a call. I was sitting down and I was like watching something on the, on the, on the Netflix, whatever. And it was the way it's set up. It's like a hundred inch screen TV. It is like, it's like you're in a theater. It's like you, it's, it's basically meant to be as if your whole living room has been transformed into a movie theater. That's how big the screen okay. is. Okay, let me get this. Okay, <laughs> let me get this straight here. So, what you're telling me is, I you can get to Netflix through Oculus. Oh yeah, you can get like, all it? the streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now is that it? Now, so, now, how does that work? Now, how does that work? Is it? How does that work? How do you connect one to the other? Well, no, I mean you just download Netflix and you put in your password and your 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 username and you're good to go. So it's um. It's really cool. Like you can, I can literally be sitting like in my bed or like on the couch, like, and it's like it gives mm-hmm. you the the feeling like you're in the movie theater with that big screen TV, as big as a movie theater screen is, completely. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, so this is gonna sound super nerdy, guys. I know this is gonna be really really nerd what I'm about to do, um, but I am getting one for my birthday, which is like in a month or so. And um, so I can play Dungeons Ma, and Dragons live. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think the way this year's gone, it won't be that far. Yeah, it will be yeah, that close. So, um, uh, there's there is a game for you nerd lovers. It's basically Dungeons and Dragons, but you can play with your friends. So that's gonna be actually really fun. <laughs> I love that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and you can play like you can do golfing together. You guys are fishing. There's there's so many games. 
And you know what? They're not as expensive as a Nintendo. They're like, I think like the most expensive game I paid was like 30 bucks. And that's for the Walking Dead when it just came out. Um, but like the thing about VR, that's like, it's like a 360. So you never just stick to one screen. You can turn around and see more of your surroundings. That's what's crazy about it. That's why I was like, when I first started, we did the National Geographic, like you can, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, like I said, like, especially for working out, like, if you don't want to go to a gym and you don't want to, like, you know, you don't want to leave your house, it's, like, the perfect quarantine gift. It really is. <laughs> I cannot say enough about it. It's it's so cool. And what's crazy is that it was, it was it's from Facebook. Like, Facebook came out with it. It's, like, a product of Facebook. So hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all right, movies. What, again, yes. movies that you saw this year? Where were the best movies you saw this year? I'm trying to remember what movies I saw this year. Yeah. Oh, God. I know a movie I wanted to watch this year, and I never got a chance to, House of Gucci, um, which I'm, like, obsessed with. Um, okay, so movies that I've seen this year. Um, honestly, yeah. the last movie I saw that came out this year was Halloween Kills. Um, which is oh, like yeah. the Michael Myers movies. But yeah. other than that, I honestly have not seen any movies. Um, I am going to see Scream, yeah. and we're going to go see Spider-Man. Um, yeah. well, I, well, I just saw Spider-Man. That was – Don't tell me anything. Lo- don't tell me anything. I won't tell you anything other than it is worth going to. you got Doctor Strange. you got Spider-Man. I, I know. That's what I, I, got, everyone has told me. Everyone has told me that. Everyone said it's it, the most amazing Marvel it, movie. And it's, a, it, and it's like uh, – it's like a combine every Marvel and every Spider-Man movie you've ever seen in your life essentially come back. And I mean essentially come back. You'll understand what I'm saying when I say it. But it's, okay. it was one well, of the best. I'm going to watch it's it. It's one I of the best. Definitely don't watch it. I tell you the truth. Because I'll tell you the truth. You know, Spider, I mean, after Endgame and the Infinity Wars, you know, there's this part of me that's lost interest because where do you go from there? Oh, no, I keep being told right. oh, they got this and this, all these multi-universes, all this stuff and all. But it is like a, it was like a climax in many ways. You know, you know Iron Man's gone. Uh, you know, Captain America, you know, is being streamed as used to be the Falcon. I guess he's now Captain America, right, on Disney, which I, I don't, you know, I haven't done yet. And uh, it's a totally different picture. And uh, Spider-Man is the one aspect that just seems to be, you know, it's the, it was the one movie that, like I say, post Endgame that I liked, that I thought was really good, you know, that I was fascinated, interested in seeing. And it does, like I say, it does kind of point you into some interesting directions where who knows where Marvel's now going to take this. At least you got a different direction coming in a different way. But it was very excellent. It was great. And uh, and it's worth uh, actually seeing. Uh, it's yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Now, okay, you do a lot of streaming, so why don't you just put it this way. What are the streaming services you have, and what are the best things you've seen on the streaming? Let's start uh, Disney Plus. 
know, you got Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, make... Okay, one thing I like about Disney Plus, if you're a millennial like me, you're going to see that they have a lot of the old school, the original Disney movies, like uh, Under Wraps, uh, Hocus Pocus, um, Don't Look Under the Bed, you know, classic 90s, early 2000s films. Um, obviously, the Marvel films, um, that's enough to just get it by itself because then you have the uh, what if what if Marvel series you know WandaVision yeah. and all that so that's usually what I use it for is mostly Marvel well, let me ask you a question because I, I've seen one or two of what if again kind of explain what that's there because it's kind of a animation it's animation right it's basically a what it's exactly what it sounds like. What if like what what ha, like I, I don't want to spoil anything. So it's like, you know, what if, you know, um, trying to give a good example, but it's like, what if Spider-Man wasn't actually Spider-Man or like, you know, what if Tony Stark survived type scenarios? And it's a really good show. Yeah. So it's like fan theories, I would say. Okay. And uh, what else on Disney? Is there anything else Disney that you have that you, you know, have an interest in that you uh, can yeah, say to I people like this is worth? Documentaries that have uh, people around the world. I really enjoy that. I enjoy the space section. They have like a space. They have a space show about um, Mars going to Mars. Um, which actually I know someone who worked on that show. Come to think of it. Um, and hmm. you know, yeah. So I love all that stuff. I well, do love Disney Plus. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, here, like, let's go back to Disney. I mean, the 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 March. Tell me more about that, because that sounds fascinating. Because I've always been fascinated by Mars and the journey to Mars. And so, how do they do that? Well, I mean, they just basically show you like how do you prep someone, you know, in, to go into space, and then what happens if they go to Mars type scenario. So that's really that's really a cool thing to watch um it's a series it's like a four or five part series and um i'm gonna try to find the name of it um but okay if you want to know my favorite uh streaming um app i'll tell you right now it's amc plus it's okay. basically the AMC channel but with more and more stuff it includes shutter which is like for horror movies it includes sundance so it's not just AMC, but includes all different types of um, other streaming channels that you would like to to watch. And I think I pay like I don't know, it's like six or eight bucks a month for that. And it's like over like three hundred films, like over like a hundred horror movies, like action, sci-fi. And then of course like The Walking Dead, which I love. So it's 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 to me that's like my top what I watch. I I either watch I these are my three that I I honestly watch a lot discovery plus amc plus and tubi those are my uh those are the networks that i watch okay. the most <laughs> okay the, well let me ask you okay tubi because that's free correct yeah that's completely free you don't pay for it it's actually it's actually that, owned by it's... paramount oh and paramount plus okay. i love paramount plus um so yeah yeah like if you're if you're kind oh. of like a reality show junkie like me paramount plus is where it's at <laughs> they have like mm-hmm. all the um Oh my God! What is that show with John Taffer? Um, Bar Rescue. Yes. Yeah, okay. So they yeah, have every single rescue. episode of Bar Rescue. So it's more like okay, because uh, yeah, let's look here. We, um, okay, classics. 
Okay, they got all some of the greats. I'm just, I'm looking here, looking at the classics. You got Lawman, The Great Escape, Run Silent, Run. Oh Deep. yeah. So they got some of the old-fashioned um, movies. They do because it's that, part you know, the AMC. Class. Yeah. Because it's part so AMC, got, part AMC Plus. So yeah. you got a lot of classics. And I will say, I recently got into a show, Tom, you may love, called Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's one of the things. You know, I'm fascinated to. You know, it's one of the things I, I have an interest in. I've never gotten around to do it because it's, you know, it's like in the third and fourth year. And, well, uh, okay. So during 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 break during Thanksgiving break, like I walked into my dad's house and he was just watching episodes of Yellowstone. So I got into it then, and so but I was at the there were like these new episodes. I'm like no idea what's going on. So I started watching from the beginning. Uh, the first the pilot, I'm not kidding, is an hour and thirty five minutes. So it's a long pilot, but it is so good. It everyone's great. And. Uh... Well, I know now they got a new series, 1883, which I guess is a prequel <laughs> to Yellowstone. Yeah, it's basically how they acquired the land. Yeah. So how they acquired the land. That's basically what it is. Yeah. But I guess you would have to see it to see Yellowstone first to get that. Okay, let's hold on a second. Let's not not necessarily. Not, oh, necessarily. not necessarily because okay. it is a prequel. Um, it does take place in the 1800s, so it has nothing to do with the current Yellowstone. It's just basically the Dunton family and how they acquired this farm. So you don't necessarily ah. – you could watch this first and then watch Yellowstone, like, easily. Okay. Yeah. Well, hold on. It's Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files here with Coco Konsky. We're reviewing uh, great things of the you know, movies, TV, streaming services of 2021. Uh and as you go into 2022. You might know me, I'm 50 Cent. You may follow my tweets, my Facebook friends. Odds are a few in six degrees separate us. We're that close. What's crazy is one in six don't know where their next meal is coming from. These are your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends. Hunger's too close for us to ignore. So visit feedinamerica.org slash hunger and find your local food bank to see how you can make a difference. From one close friend to another, let's do this. I'm 50 Cent and together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Tom Dawson, Dawson Files here. Before we uh, let Coco go here, um, yep. The, the one let yeah, the one last thing I want to kind of catch you on. Okay, we talked about the streaming services. We've talked about this in the past, but I think to me, 2020, 2020, 2021. Uh, I think it's a. You know, it's kind of like the the way we are entertaining ourselves has changed, you know, with the pandemic oh, yeah. and everything else. So, yeah. kind of briefly summarize what you've seen and changes uh, in how we entertain ourselves and where and what happens, you know, going forward well, in I'm 2022. Well, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying put, um, you know, I'm I'm still quarantining. I'm not really. I don't really go out anymore. Honestly, just my choice. Um, but the ways I've been entertaining myself, like obviously I got a new Switch. I got I got like the Switch for Nintendo, so I've been playing that a lot. I've been you know the Oculus. Like I'm set when it comes to entertainment. Like I will never be bored, <laughs> pretty much. Well, okay. Now the question I'm going to ask you is, yeah, you know, what does Steve tell you? Because he's in the movie industry, so right. But he's also in the streaming industry. So what's he telling you? 
that he'll be working on in the future? Um, so he's working on, on a movie, but I can't really say the name of the movie right now. Um, yeah, but, you know, he's going to be working from home and, um, you know, just because it's safer than going into the office and all that. So, you know, he's happy to do that, obviously. So right now he's working from home. Um, it's like it's going to go like day to by day. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, listen, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Tom thank Donaldson, you. Donaldson Files. And uh, we'll see you sometime next year. <laughs> All right, Tom, this is Donaldson Files. And the following segment coming up will be brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, back to Donaldson Files here. We're going to spend a few, you know, the next uh, 25, 30 minutes dealing with, uh, you know, some of the events of this year. During tomorrow, we're trying to set up a show, which I'll be bringing on friends of mine to talk about what they, what events that they saw. And uh, and so we're going to – and so like I say, and if you have any questions, comments, or you just want to join in, you can call me at 319, I mean, I, excuse me, you can call me at 646-929-0130, 646-929-0130, and, uh, and, and feel free to call in anytime and kind of give your thoughts, and here's what, you know, you can think about, talk about, talk about uh, what you thought was great about 2020, what you thought Talk about 2021. Uh, talk about uh, you know the the big events you saw, or the little events you saw, the thing changes you've seen, and just kind of let it all out and and enjoy the show. And so that's basically what we're going to do. And for me, uh, there's a lot of major events that have happened here now over the um, past, uh, and. And I'll start with COVID because it just seems like the more the more you see, the more it changes, the more it stays the same. Uh, and COVID, okay. Now, let's kind of remember at the beginning of the year we had the Delta variant was the variant that came in. You know, it was like it went from one variant to the other variant, and various variants, and then the Delta variant was the one that began the year. We end up with Omicron. Uh, coming in as we go out in 2021. So basically what we're seeing here in effect is the virus taking the different variant forms, uh, which viruses tend to do. And, uh, and I, you know, and the question comes in play, you know, what is the big story that'll be coming up here on that? And, and I think that, yeah, it's an interesting question because the Daily Mail had a very interesting headline. And I want to kind of see if I can get that real quick here because uh, I thought it was very interesting. 
It was, uh, but it kind of tells us maybe where we're all headed or not headed. Uh, and basically, it's, you know, what the Daily Mail was basically saying in effect was and the virus is going to increase, but deaths have decreased from last year. In other words, this new variant appears to be less virulent. And for many people, it's like having a common cold. In fact, one of the, the big stories was, you know, this is almost indistinguishable from the common cold as far as the symptoms go, which normally you would say that's good news. You know, normally I would say, hey, that's, you know, that's good news, guys. But good news. And even if you look at the Delta variant, the Delta variant didn't, you know, it depends on what statistics you read. Was it? As virulent as past viruses, are we getting to that point where the virus is basically evolving into the cold? And remember, the coronavirus, there are colds. The common cold has similarity. I mean, at least 20% of all your common colds have a coronavirus involved. And so is this where we're headed on this? It's an interesting question because, quite frankly, you know, you know, we have panic like I said, I've stated from the very beginning, we need to be learning to live with the virus. The virus is here. We're going to be dealing with it for the foreseeable future, much as we've dealt with H influenza, you know, for the for, you know, for the past, you know, century plus, you know, post Spanish flu. And so this is nothing new in the fact that, you know, viruses come, go, mutate, variant, and so humans find a way to get resistance to it or at least get some sort of a inoculation to it naturally, what we call natural immunity. And uh, we're getting to that. Are we getting to that point? I believe we are, but it's because it's also an interesting aspect because what's your policy? And if you look at what's going on with the White House, you know, yesterday Joe Biden basically admitted, guess what? Government can't do anything about the virus. Yeah, we're going to start working with governors and let them handle it. In other words, you know, we're going to get rid of the one-size-fit-all type, or at least the indication we're getting rid of the all-size-fit-all. You know, just two or three days ago, we were talking about vaccine mandates require traveling, where, you know, you know, Tony Fauci started off saying, well, maybe we ought to have vaccine mandates uh, before you get on an airplane. And all of a sudden, that seems to be going by the wayside in for a simple, basic reason. If you want to destroy the industry, the airline industry, that's a good way to do it. And certainly when you had testimonies from airline chiefs who basically said, you know what? These masks don't do a whole lot of good. you got an infiltration system that does a good job cleaning everything out. Do you? We really don't need mask mandates, vaccine mandates. And... Uh, and so, in effect, this was a big omission. This was a big omission that came up by uh, uh, by the Biden administration yesterday. In my view, I mean, to me, it was one of the biggest omissions that you could possibly have seen. Basically, saying in effect that governors can do a better job, and in many cases, already done a better job. 
than what the federal government responses have been, at least for the past several months. And I think the other aspect is that the Biden administration now realized they are now responsible for the coronavirus death. They're now being held responsible for the increased death, you know, for the coronavirus. You know, they can't blame it on Trump anymore. It's their responsibility, and the voters are holding them responsible. So they got two choices. They can continue the mandates, the back, you know, the scare tactics, or they can begin the process of saying it's time to leave, to live with the virus and move on and declare victory. I'm beginning to think they're leaning in a very distinct way to the latter category, where they're basically saying, in effect, well, they're never going to say it. But those people with the great Barrington Declaration, the people you know, like Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp and other governors who said, let's figure out a way to live with the virus, protect the most vulnerable, but let's keep our society open. Let's keep it moving along. So that, I think, is – and that's what I think, quite frankly, is what we're seeing. I think we're seeing that aspect come into play here. So, uh, and I thought it will be interesting to see how far this goes. But the other story is dealing with the vaccine. And it's an, again, it's an interesting, to me, it's interesting in this regard. You know, we've had Kevin Roche on the show many times who's discussed the vaccine. And he's made the point all along. He said, look, the vaccine is not going to work perfectly. You know, you know, how, you know, he kind of explained how vaccine works. And he basically stated, you know, two things. He stated the selling of the vaccine he didn't like. But more importantly, as he said, you know, what we're finding out with the vaccine is that it's not perfect. It's got limitations. Much in the same way as the flu vaccine has limitations. It doesn't necessarily stop the transmission. It does reduce death. It does reduce uh, hospitalization, but it's not perfect. The question that would come into play at this point is why do you get vaccinated? The simple reason would be if you get vaccinated, uh, um, to me, the, the, the simple reason you get vaccinated in particular, if you are vulnerable, if you have certain underlying conditions, you're a certain age, it reduces your chances of hospitalization of death. That's essentially it. In other words, if you're in a particular class of people, you should do it. And I think the, and what we're going to find out later, and we're going to take a quick break, what we're going to do for our next break, we're going to have an instrumental because we're still in the holiday season, deck the halls instrumentally. And this is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
Back to Hall, uh, the instrumental version of the holiday spirit season. We're still holiday. It's December 28th, and we still have the New Year's coming up. So we're still in that season of celebration with family, friends, relatives. And so, and, and now I just want to let everybody know you're asking yourself this segment is brought to you by Napa Know How. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. I'm Donaldson, Donaldson Paris here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I'm going to go solo for the next 18-plus uh, minutes. We're going to talk about some of the events that happened. And, again, like I said, I'm going to follow up with the vaccine because this, because what we have seen with the debate is where does the vaccine fit in? What we found, it wasn't perfect. It didn't work as well as it was thought to be. It didn't stop the transmission like it was promised. And in the final analysis, it did what a lot of vaccines have done in the past, viral vaccines done best, reduces serious illness, but it doesn't necessarily stop the transmission. And and so the question comes into play, and the other aspects like the flu vaccine, it dissipates over time. So you need, uh, and so now you're getting a booster to add to the protection we have, but the question comes into play. There was a recent article saying, you know, do we need a fourth booster? Where a group of scientists are wondering if we fourth booster would actually interfere with our ability to fight, you know, to, to fight the infection, and, you know, have an immune response to future coronavirus. So it's an interesting scientific theory that's going on. In other words, we still don't know the answers in these questions. But the other aspect is that people tend to overlook is that we did develop other facts other forms of treatment. Uh, we still have, for example, uh, the monoclonal antibodies. Uh, they seem appear to work. We have at least two different brands, one from Pfizer, one from GlaxoSmithKline. We also have two new antiviral therapies coming out that could be used on an outpatient basis, especially for those you know, 
And certainly it would make sense when you start looking at all the tools in the toolbox. We do have the mechanism means to treat the virus, vaccinating the virus, but not necessarily perfect, but not necessarily, but at least good enough to allow us to, as they say, the business, live with the virus. And what you're seeing as this year came along is a recognition that those of us who are skeptical of the lockdowns and the various mitigation have proven to be correct in our analysis. And that was what 2021 ends with the skeptics being proved correct. That will be the big story. Eventually, that's where the truth will come out. Now, the other aspect is the economy. And again, this has been an interesting because the wages are going up. The economy is still moving along. Maybe not to the extent we have. The last GDP growth was 2%. But we've also seen the increase in inflation and this, the fear of stagflation. The unemployment rate is down. It's down to 4.2%. But that's still higher than where we were in February 2020. And interesting enough, as I stated on this show and I stated on my timeline, is that uh, as I stated in the timeline, is that this has been a Republican state-led job recovery. If you look at the unemployment, there's like a 30% unemployment differential between Democratic states and Republican states, Democratic governors and Republican governors. On the average, Republican governors' unemployment numbers are 30% better, and this has been a trend that has been there basically for the past year and a half. Now, I looked at some data. They're saying August 2020, there was about a 30% differential. In March, there was a 30% differential. Today, there's a 30% differential. So you look at the trend line. The trend line's there. This has essentially been a Republican-led government led recovery and the the key that comes into play is those states mostly republicans that were less restrictive in their policies were the ones where jobs are being created and we see this in recent migration studies where quite frankly uh 20 of the top 30 states where people are moving to have republican governors so it's you know, you have to you have to ask the question of why you know people are moving with their feet to those states where there's more freedom, less taxation, and you know less restriction on their lifestyle. Uh, I mean that's just the way. I mean those those numbers are what those numbers are. Uh, so you really you can make whatever argument you want to make, but it's interesting. Because these, you know, this is the data that's coming out. Let me see here. Let me kind of let me look at some of the data right here. Okay, the net data. And the other aspect is where they're going too. They're going you know, again to the south. The biggest, the biggest benefactor of this from 2020 to 2021, there were 660,000 people going from the rest of the nation to the south. The Northeast lost something like 370, 
390,000 people. The West, about 144,000, most of those, one state, California. The Midwest, about 123,000. Now, let's look at some of these you know, numbers. Where are they going? All right, here's the thing. Where are they leaving from? California, 368,000 people have left the state in the past year. In New York, 352,000. Illinois, 122,000. Massachusetts, 46,000. Louisiana, 30,000. New Jersey, 27,000. These are people leaving those states. Where are they going? Florida has a net gain of 220,000, 170,000. Arizona, 93,000. North Carolina, 89,000. South Carolina, 65,000. Tennessee, about 62,000. Georgia, another 51,000. Here's the thing that kind of caught me. Idaho, which, by the way, uh, is 49,000 plus. Utah, 32,000 plus. Now, Nevada's got 25,000. Oklahoma, 25,000. Alabama, 22,000. Montana, almost 20,000. Now, Here's the thing with both Idaho and Montana. We're talking two relatively small states. So these are big, you know, if you look at the from the population point of view, you know, this is a migration going to two states that are fairly, you know, population-wise, you're looking at, I'm going to estimate right off the bat, let me see, you're looking at, a, you know, the equivalent. Of, you know, you're looking at maybe a million people in each state. And you got about a hundred thousand going into those states. That's like a five percent migration increase in population in those states. And probably, I would make the argument that you have a higher percentage of population uh, increase. Now, here's the other aspect by Idaho in Montana: cold in the winter. It gets snow. It gets winter. They're not going there necessarily for the weather. I mean, I can understand why you go to Florida, to Texas, Arizona. Or even North or South Carolina, it's relatively warm or very warm. Or in the case of the Carolinas, it's relatively warm. You don't get a whole lot of really nasty, bad winters. Uh, I mean, Nevada, okay, so you look at these states and you're saying to yourself, well, okay, Indiana's got a plus 15,000. Missouri plus fifteen thousand, and you're gonna, you know, again, these are all five digits. These states here. So, you ask yourself, okay, you know, so these are states, not necessarily influenced by weather. So what you know, but most of these states have one thing in common. They're either states. You know, Republican states were Democratic governors, Carolina. <coughs> or they're simply Republican-run states. I mean, let's look at the top ten here. Florida, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's your top five, four out of five, you know, Republican governors. Number six, Tennessee. Number seven, Georgia. Number eight, Idaho. Number nine, Utah. Okay, number 10 is Nevada. I mean, eight out of the top 10 
states where people are headed to have Republican governors. And if you keep going down the list, there's about 30 states that are seeing a positive migration, and two out of our three of those states have a Republican governor. So it's not – so, I mean, when you look at the unemployment numbers, which on the average is 3.5% for Democratic Republican states versus 5.4% for Democratic states, and you look at the migration numbers, you'd be saying to yourself that there is something to that argument, that indeed you know, people are going where they feel they can live their life. With you know, with less taxation, less immigrant economic restrictions, and they're moving. And again, it's not necessarily weather. You can bl- no one's going to blame you for going to Florida from Illinois. We're going from Illinois to Idaho, or going to California to Idaho, one state that's relatively mild, with, mild in weather or fairly warm. <laughs> Certainly, no one is going to dispute whether or not. Going to Idaho from California is because of the weather. It'd be you know in spite of the weather that they're going. You know, you look at Montana, another state. There are people who are going in spite of the weather. Now. The bottom, the third, the third, the twenty states that have night net, you know, who are losing population. Thirteen out of twenty of them have re- Democratic governors. So when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, you ask yourself this one question: Policy matters. What we've seen over the last year and a half has mattered. People understand. You know, when they look at where do I want to live? You know, where do I want to go where there's opportunity, where I can live my life, at least get my life back? That's the big that's a big story. You know, that's happened over this past year with the economy. A Republican led job creation that's been going on now for over a year and a half plus. Follow up to the fact that people are voting with their feet, and they're seeing this. It goes back down to the inflation issue. Somebody said to me, you can't hide higher prices at the gas pump. You can't hire, hide you know, the cost of bacon in a grocery store. You can't hide either one of those two things. What you can do. So these are things that people – so this is, a, this is a big story. And the real story comes into play in 2022 is where do we go from here? Well, the Federal Reserve – what would the Federal Reserve do if the inflation cycle keeps going? And there's no evidence to suggest at this point that this is transitory, like we've been told, let's say, for the past several months. Well, it's transitory. It all will eventually take care of itself. It's all you know, pandemic-related. And we're finding out, well, 
you know, the Federal Reserve has flooded money. And they're still saying, you know, too much money chasing too few goods produces inflation. If you don't have policies of productivity to produce more goods, to slosh up this extra money is there, inflation will occur. And that will be the dilemma going into 2022 for Democrats as they move forward on their own economic agenda, namely where's the growth going to come from to slash up this extra money? When does the Federal Reserve, you know, which are now beginning the process of tapering the QE and getting off the QE, when do they decide to start interest rates hikes and moving to stop inflation. So, so that's basically the bottom line. Now we, uh, it looks like I say, uh, do I, Mr. Bachelor? How are you doing, sir? Okay. Well, basically, we got about two minutes left before it's uh, before you and the law. I'm assuming that this will yeah, be yeah, following that show. Pardon me? Yeah, Mr. Bachelor. Hey, well, I just want to wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I want to wish you and thank you for all that you've done in 2021, uh, Donaldson. Yeah, by the way, yeah, by the way, uh, you and the law is going to follow us, correct? Because I correct. don't see the. Okay. No, yeah. No. Okay, good. I just want to make sure because we got about two minutes left, and uh, wanted to, <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting ready to sign off here. And uh, which sports story again, of the you... year? What's the sports story of the year, Tom? You know, I'm going to say the impact of the coronavirus on sports. I mean, we've seen literally the NFL present. If you look at some of these games and you're looking at some of these teams, and half of these teams are not – I mean, you're basically seeing the football team you know, basically playing, uh, coming off the bench. I mean, like Washington literally had Gilbert. Hey, Gilbert, what are you doing? No, nothing. Good. Uh, can you play quarterback for us against the Eagles? I mean, you're seeing all of that. You see the NBA where literally every team's got five or six, seven or eight players not playing. I mean, you got the G League, essentially. And I think it's having an impact on the NFL races. Because obviously, you know, like Washington was in, you know, three weeks ago, they looked like, hey, they're on their way. Uh, and then they've had their series of injuries. The next thing you know, they've lost three in a row. You know, it's changed, it's changed the dynamic of the season. That's my view. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think COVID really is a story, period of everything is affected everything yeah. um whether you vaccinated or not whether you believe it or not um it's affected our regular life and and sports so i i agree with you i think that covid really is yeah. who, who can say COVID is covid is not the story yeah well i think to me it's, it's an interesting story because as i stated on the show earlier you know like i said we had the first part of the show was coco and i talking you know the trend of entertainment and she, where she was talking about the rise of streaming services and essentially uh, 
like the Oculus games where you can literally get into a virtual world. And she was talking about how she's now working out using virtual Oculus games. You know, like right. boxing. And 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 she said that part of that she said, I don't want to go to the gym anymore <laughs> and I'm not going to the movie theater. So <laughs> excuse me. So you got a lot of people thinking about that along those ways. And and I think it's kind of interesting because basically what we're seeing is that the big debate is when do we decide to live with the virus? When do we decide, okay, you got the vaccine, you got the treatments, you know, it, and it, Omicron appears to be floating toward a more non-virulent strain. It's like a, a common cold versus, which, by the way, 20% of coronavirus are common colds. And is this being evolving into yet another common cold? Gotten over the worst of it, and I think right. that, and I, and I think you're going to see, and, and I think this is really the interesting aspect because how many of these NFL players have symptoms, and how many of them they're just simply uh, showing up, and somebody said, hey, you, you, you know, you, you know, he got a runny, you know, a player comes in with a runny nose, they test him, he's got coronavirus, and he's thinking to himself, you know, I can go play, but they're holding him off, and again, like I guess say it's dramatically impacted the NBA right now and it's impacting the NFL. Uh, right. Carson Wentz of the Colts is now out for the next game. That's your star quarterback for a team right. that's trying to get into the playoffs. So that's it's, you know, it's an interesting story. Yeah, it and, really and so is. I think, I think that, yeah, to me, that's the big story. Uh, because everything else is, you know, chatting me. Look, you know, 2020, we were, you know, you know, the 2020, we were basically playing to empty football stadiums. Right. In 2020, 2020. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And how many bowl games just? <laughs> I mean, I count at least four bowl games are not play, that have been canceled. So yeah, bowl games and tennis and a bunch of different things have been canceled because of COVID. And uh, you know, like it or not, it's 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 had that effect on um yeah on everybody and everything and and we'll see what holds uh, yeah. in 2022. So we so yeah. interesting. Like I say, I'm, I'm going to try. Like I say, I'm working on getting some people to come in with their views, and then next week I'm thinking about inviting people to come in and just say, okay, here's what's going to happen in 2022 in our predictions. Uh, so that's what I'm planning on doing. And uh, it is 6.03. Yeah, and so we're going to go ahead and, I, I can, and run. Yep, we're going to go ahead and run, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. And um, like I said, Tom, I appreciate you and all that you've done in this broadcast. I'm glad to see Coco back forward. with And um, yeah. we just we just appreciate you and, and, and all your um, your views on, on the Donaldson. Well, listen, thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful new year. And tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, the Donaldson Files, uh, you know, I'm working on some guests uh, to, to talk about 2021, what they thought the big issues were, and we'll see what they have to say. And, and the Resistance Hour, you know, Dr. Larry and I are working on some uh, very fascinating guests as well. So join us tomorrow here in the Donaldson Files tomorrow and the Resistance Hour here on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce a very interesting young man who's traveled from very far away to be with us tonight. Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funk is stuff. 